Welcome back to the Black TV Shows podcast. I am your host, Miriam Tomaskin, and today Shawnee is back with me. How are you? Hey, everybody. I'm good. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I've finished the TV show, trying to relax in this time of not working <laughs> and trying to catch up on these podcast episodes because I, I know every all these episodes have been delayed just because I just have not had time. But that's what I've been up to. Understood. Yeah, I've been doing some things in my field and just working, um, trying to uh, learn different aspects of my field and uh, just getting all, all the learning and training I can. But other than that, I've been good. <laughs> oh, that's great. So today we're going to be talking about A Different World, Season 3, Episode 6, Delusions of Daddyhood. Uh, first of all, this title of the name just seems very weird uh, because I felt like this episode was more <laughs> a heavy D related uh, episode than uh, the the sec the the daddyhood storyline. Yeah. I, so I was just like, what is with the name of this? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was one of those name titles where it was like, I remember in the past you had you told me that like at least for the Cosby Show their titles were named after like movies and yeah. things like that and i think a different world kind of does a following train trail with that yeah so i wasn't sure if this was one of those things or if that was just something that they came they just, up with yeah but this is this wasn't even the main storyline so it's it's very weird um but this episode aired november 9th 1989 we're getting close to the 90s um, and uh, uh, this episode was directed by Debbie Allen um, and was written by uh, Yvette uh, Lee Browser. I think that's how she goes by now. By the way, yeah. um, I, I, I texted you this about this, but I've been watching Living Single like nonstop. Like I, that, I'm, I'm trying to get my chores done and all the things I've put to the side during work, but I can't because I keep watching Living Single. <laughs> Girl, as soon as you told me that, I immediately went on there because I have been watching it on Hulu. But I'm like, what? You mean I can watch this uninterrupted? Oh, yes. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. I just because I realized, speaking of Yvette Lee Browser, because she's the one who created the uh, living single. So, but yeah, I just yes. like, but yeah, I just because I haven't seen it. I swear I have not seen Living Single, I think in 10 years so I like it's oh it's God. like it's in such a long time and so but it, like it, oh, we should follow it together we should we should watch it together yes I I'm 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 so I it with living single it always hooks me like the first time I watch it I binge watched it too so it's like absolutely yeah absolutely so, <laughs> yeah it's currently uh, on my tv y'all can't hear it but it's on my tv right now <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so the synopsis for this episode is that despite Whitley's objections, uh, rap group Heavy D and the boys arrive at Hillman for a benefit concert. Mm -hmm. So, um, by the way, I'm not too, well, I was, I was not too fond, but I, I'm not into Heavy D's music, so I don't know mm -hmm. any of his music. Um, and I didn't really know much about him, I think, until I watched this episode, like a long, long time ago when I first watched A Different World. Um, yeah, I was never. Yeah, just because I think he's he passed on. So uh, in the early 2000s, I believe. Right. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I'm not. A, so I don't know much about him. So uh, just to let you know, disclosure, I don't know much about Heavy D and his and the boys and his music and all that. So. Yeah. So um, 
Heavy D, at least for me, he was one of those rappers that you just knew existed and you heard his music when you heard his music. Now, for me, I have family members who are uh, enthusiasts of music. So um, I have one cousin, he's a rapper and uh, he's known on the local scene. But like, he's the one that I, if I heard Heavy D, it was because of him. Um, the song that they performed uh, in this episode, that's one of the songs that I remember hearing growing up. So uh, I believe that it had to be a number one hit. Um, but yeah, he did pass in 2011. It was actually, to, it felt like it was out of nowhere. Um, I think they said that he had been sick mm-hmm. at the time that he passed. And I was like, oh, dang. So now every time I see him, uh, in this episode and when he's on Living Single. I recently watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the song that you're mentioning uh, is called We Got Our Own Thing. And it came out that same year that this episode aired. That's the song that he performed? That's the song he performed, yeah. Uh-uh, no, it's uh. That's what it says on IMBD. Unless I'm, unless no. they're wrong, they're probably wrong then. No, yeah, they are. That song because I, I, I shazammed it. Hold on. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I was, I definitely was curious. Um, it's called "Somebody to Love Me" or something. No, "Somebody for Me." That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Then I think they maybe then they were talking about that's the one that I'm mentioning is the one that they were talking like you know like they were. It, throughout the episode, they were talking about his music. So I, I don't know which one it was, but like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But uh, uh that's probably the song where he calls himself like dilly 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 yeah. dilly, whatever. Oh, is that so what, it that's is? what it is? Oh, I think okay. that's what it is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, as you can tell, I don't listen to his music. <laughs> as you yeah. already can tell. Um but yeah, so we start off this uh episode with um a group of committee. Uh they're trying to find a, a performer for the benefit concert for the is it United Negro Fund? Am I getting that right? The United Negro College Fund. College Fund. Um, so uh they're trying to find big names to perform, and all of them have said no. Um, and so yeah. they're like maybe we'll just have to raise money by sending these letters or like auctioning these letters. Yeah, copying the autographs <laughs> yeah. that was on the letters. And I'm like, oh my God, are you serious, Ernie? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then Dwayne comes for it comes in the what am I trying to say? Comes for, uh and rescue the day. Um uh, and uh he called up his boys. Apparently, Heavy D is mm-hmm. his boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he's like, I got Heavy D and the boys to perform. And all of a sudden, like, Jaleesa's like, oh, we will offer him everything. The honorary degree, um, you know, uh, like a, a very nice a hotel. A limo for the weekend. Right? Yeah. A, a luxury suite at the hotel. And yeah. Yeah. And then, perks. And then Dory's like, well, Heavy doesn't want to. It doesn't need that. He just uh, wants to help. And Julie says, yeah, good. I was lying. <laughs> I was lying. Because I'm so like, dang, girl, did you run that by somebody? Like, now I do know that, like, depending upon the school, I guess, um, that's allowed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
And if that's the case, shoot, <laughs> I'm available for booking. Okay. <laughs> um, but getting yeah, an honorary but, degree, like to perform at a benefit concert. <laughs> you know, like you, you normally do that when you get them to be the commencement speaker. Yeah. You know, at an appropriate time like that. But uh, yeah, Jaleesa was just landing on thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh yeah so that's the plan they they have decided that they're gonna have a heavy d and the boys perform and then at this point willie comes and says i'm here to save the day i've convinced the blue ridge valley opera company to perform highlights from carmen by the way i have not seen carmen so i don't know much about carmen um i did not see the original carmen i really just know that um, the famous song from that is Habanero, and I like it. Um, and what's uh, and on top of that, uh, Habanero was repopularized by Beyonce in her Pepsi yeah. commercial in the early 2000s. And so I think she's like, What song is Habanero? That's it. And she did the remake, I believe. She did, yes, she did Carmen the Hip Hopper, and that's the most of Carmen that I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, and I need to watch it as an adult, which is something that's a new venture I'm starting, like watching things as an adult mm-hmm. and seeing the adult perspective, um, like the Wizard of Oz. My God. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, I need to watch Carmen again as a uh, as an adult, because I really don't remember the complete storyline outside of her and Mackay Pfeiffer liking each other or not. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. It kind of it kind of feels like Alicia Keys and Most Deaf in the You Don't Know My Name video. Yeah, uh, that's like one of the two Beyonce movies I have not seen. So I I've seen all the <laughs> I've seen I've seen everything else of hers, but that that one I have not seen. So yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so uh, they were like, no, we're we're gonna get Heavy D and the boys to perform. And it was like, I veto that. And uh, um, Ernie was like, well, you came late, so you can't do anything yeah, about that. I don't teach you to be late. I was like, tell her again, Ernie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what's going to happen. So we're now at the pit, and Ron is late for, uh, I don't know, to meet up with Elizabeth, um, who is a, a business student. And uh, he was late because of ROTC. Um, Colonel Taylor made him do an extra 100 push-ups. Um, and so they're working on a marketing project. Um, what is Ron's major, by the way? Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was just like thinking, my, you're in a marketing class? Um, you know, and that's a very good question. Um, I think possibly at that time, at least it might've been business because I think he had intentions on taking over the dealership. Yeah. Okay. So I could see that being, especially you have Colonel Taylor for all TC and for math class mm-hmm. and, and all, all the different math classes that Colonel Taylor teaches. Yeah. yeah. I think that was his major. Wow, Ron, you're really not stupid. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so yeah, so uh, Ron and Elizabeth, uh, they, they're talking about the project. And mm-hmm. then Ron says he even missed Latoya last night. First of all, why are you watching Latoya Jackson? <laughs> just like that was, you know, I think what, we, what did, we what see did, over the course of the show 
They that mentioned he had Latoya. An infatuation with Latoya. <laughs> but I'm confused. What did Latoya do? Like, what is her career? Like, I don't at the time at the living in the eighties, living off of her brothers. Like, was she she a manager? Like, oh, what was she? Like, I don't know. She's famous by association. She was a singer. Okay, um, so she had her own songs. Like, I don't. Like, I don't. I'm literally yeah. confused. Yeah, kind of, kind of like in a Paula Abdul kind of way. Oh, you know, Paula Abdul is really a dancer, but she got songs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Latoya was kind of the same way. It, it was more like they were trying to push her as a singer, but it just didn't work out. Um, other than that, she's the. You know, the Jacksons are ultimately the Black Kardashians. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, so, I, I would say, so, I would say, association. I would or say, the except Kardashians for, are the white Jackson ladies. Yeah, I, but I would say, except for Michael and Janet, the, the they're they're actual performers. Yeah, they actually get the bag. And, <laughs> yeah, and they don't fumble it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, Elizabeth said you didn't miss much, and uh, like I was like, but what are they watching Latoya on? Like that's what I'm like so confused. Like what were they watching? Uh, I think she might have had an appearance on maybe like a, a oh like a talk a show? late night talk show. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, what are you watching? <laughs> yeah, like, Un- was- unless they might have. I don't know if news coverage would be live at a concert. Yeah. Um. That, but it it doesn't sound too far fetched given the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not sure. I can only imagine that she was on like a Jay Leno type of show and you know it's just what it when whatever she's on he wants to see her do so hmm. but um yeah so uh yeah so she didn't miss much and uh Ron mentions that out of all the Jackson sisters uh she has the best nose and I was like okay <laughs> yeah because they all get they all got nose jobs they did yeah why uh, you know why does does anybody with money reconstruct their body? <laughs> uh, like yeah, all they, of them, they like, all it, had it, stuff done, and they started with the nose. That's uh, not great, but <laughs> um, so uh, Ron asked Elizabeth if she, uh, if he well at first Ron asked ask her to um. Uh, go for dinner and she's like we always go out and eat so he was like okay well then i'll take you to a movie with where there's no popcorn um and she's like yeah that's great um yeah he mentions that um wow (laughs) because she said that they eat a lot and uh so but she has to go because she has a lot to do so she leaves um and at this point we don't know much about her uh and this is the first time we've ever met her right um, and then at this point in time, uh, Dwayne walks in, announces that the Heavy D tickets are being printed as we speak. Um, yeah, and he has saved uh, two tickets for Ron for him and his uh, date. And uh, uh, Dwayne asks, who is that? And he mentions Elizabeth. And and I, I liked how he was like, usually you, uh, what was it? The uh, IQ is the, the equivalent to the same bra size. His, usually his date. oh my god yeah something <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> elizabeth oh, is out of it's a woman whose iq is the equivalent to her bra size yeah <laughs> but elizabeth is like way up here uh with her iq yeah mm-hmm. so but uh you know she's different you like that's i don't know she likes 
there's something about her that he likes. And he ends up going to Elizabeth's place as a surprise uh, without, you know, mentioning that. And Mm -hmm. at this moment in time, he mentions uh, or he gets to meet uh, Isaac, which is Elizabeth's uh, son who he did not know about. And he's like, like, because at first he's like, you babysitting? And she's like, kind of. Yeah, it's my (laughs) my son. And then he's like, your son, like your personal son. (laughs) right like yeah my you know it's it's funny because um one of my very good friends Monique I felt the same way when I found out she had a daughter um and and now she's like my big sister but I met Monique when I was 16 and Monique was 17 at the time and so she had her daughter probably between 15 and 16 and so when I met her I, uh, I was like oh this your little sister and she was like no it's my baby and I was like, your baby what? <laughs> and she was like, my baby. I'm like, you're ba- like, you're her mom? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Hey. You know, so I I felt him for a second. But then, you know, I matured. Yeah, uh, it's hard. And she's 22. So it's like, and she's in school. And it's, it's a hard life. Um, yeah. And uh, so, she, so he asked, like, "How did this happen?" And then he's like, "Wait, wait, I, I know how that happened. Right. When did it happen?" <laughs> and uh, she said she got pregnant in her sophomore year, and uh, the father ended up uh, uh, going to grad school in Chicago. Um, and the idea of about a family was a bit a bit much for him, um, mm-hmm. so he kind of like left basically. Um, mm-hmm. So she's that, on her own. that ground my gears a, a little bit. <sighs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and so she she leaves the baby with uh, Ron for minutes because I guess she had to step away. And mm. he was like, I don't know what to do with him. With him. And I, at one point, the baby, I guess the baby said Dada. And he's like, no, 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 Ron, yeah, Ron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's establish these boundaries now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and uh, we find out Isaac is 13 months um, and like Ron is just like flustered and he's like you know I, I should go and he originally came over to bring a book and he ends up <laughs> taking the book with him and Elizabeth's like uh, the book? <laughs> the book right what you doing kid? and so uh, uh, he leaves the book and uh, goes and then it's the next day and Lisa's on the phone in the pit and she's making arrangements for uh, Heavy D to ride like to have a ride from the airport and she's just mm-hmm. i think she's just dealing with a lot and while she's like i haven't seen you in two days but she's like i'm dealing with this right now <laughs> like i just i i don't have time to see i got too much going on right now sir yeah so um and what is a pinto because she says uh making arrangements <laughs> have you d from the airport uh, and the only car is a pinto what is that? Uh, it's it's a, a very uh, low grade car. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, it's not a luxurious car at all. It's um, it's it's not even a car that gets a, a commercial. It's in, its intention is to get you from point A to point B. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, yeah, so she's dealing with a whole bunch of issues right now. Um, and so um, so we get back, we're, or we're still in the pit, and we see Ron, 
he's just not himself. You can tell. Um, and uh, Colonel Taylor comes by and, you know, Ron asks him, uh, how were you like with your first child? And uh, Colonel Taylor was like, what is going on? He's like confused. And so Ron talks about Elizabeth and says, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, she has a child and he thinks he should help out uh, or just leave her in general. And Colonel Taylor was like, is the baby yours? <laughs> I yeah. Like, I was like, and he's like, no. And like Colonel Taylor, I think asked like two more times after that. I was like, he did. He like, you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure? You sure? Yeah. So, um, you know, basically it's like, um, uh, he was asking like, well, like if I leave her, uh, it's because of the baby, right? So it's, you know, it's a hard situation, I would say, for him, basically. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's kind of like a catch-22 when it comes to dating someone with kids. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I dated a guy with kids, but, well, I guess I could say that we dated, like, we were, we went out a few times. Um, but I also knew that, like, I was not ready for that life. Mm-hmm. Like, my first kid got to be your first kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned rather quickly that it wasn't the life for me. But I do understand how, from Ron's perspective, he can be torn between wanting to be involved or not wanting to be involved. Because um, it's like, I want the girl, but, like, y'all gonna have to figure that kid out, like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, they're a package deal, so it would be different if his dad was in his life, because then it would be easier to transition, it could be, like, you know, alternating weekends, or, you know, something, something of the sort that makes life workable for the three of you all, Yeah, but you dealing with a single mom and you know that that's a whole different situation yeah and then we uh switch over to uh Whitley trying to get people to sign a petition to ban heavy d and Kim was like no I am not I'm not signing this petition and and uh Whitley's like why not because I like heavy d (laughs) exactly Whitley, my lord, she, you know, this is the, the Whitley that we cannot stand, but, you know, we also have to remember that Whitley goes to sleep with with whales playing, and, mm-hmm. you know, she's weird, uh, but but also grew up on classical music and, and music without words, <laughs> and she's been trying to turn this whole campus into her little charm school for as long as she's been wreaking havoc on campus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this isn't surprising behavior, but it is annoying to say yeah. the least. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Gaines said, yeah, I'm going to sign it. You know, um, he starts ends up talking about dolphins and then ends up talking about yo, yo MTV, MTV raps. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I just, I just, okay. So, okay, Mr. Gaines was being the typical elder um, who just couldn't take, you know, that rap crap, you know, or that racket. So he was saying that um, uh, one day he, him and Velma were at one of her relative's house. 
and they were watching something on Animal Kingdom. Uh, they were about to find something out about an animal, or they were like, I think they were watching like an animal birth or something like that. And just as you know, the big moment happens, one of the kids that was in the room changed the channel to Yo MTV uh, Raps. Oh, uh, okay. And I think they were also taping it. So that made it worse because if anybody knows anything about taping something yeah. or taping the program, it's literally copy and paste. You're recording. The, this is like well before a DVR. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, to have that experience, like going from one thing to the next, you're going to be very upset. Like, yeah. There's no erasing the the footage. Like what you get is literally on that tape. Yeah. Well, yo, empty rap. I would rather watch yo empty raps. Like I, I wouldn't want to watch dolphins. Like what is this? Not gonna lie to you, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, agree. Uh, Dwayne says, "How is it going with the petition?" And you know, it's going well. You know, it's going well. But not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's basically how she explained it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Um, and then Ron comes in with, oh, I guess I just realized this is like the, another day. So Ron comes in with a baby and, uh, you know, Freddie was like, this must be a joke. Like, what is this? Like, why are you coming? Sorry, because you look a whole fool. With it. Like, where did you get a baby from? Yeah. And why do you have this baby? Yeah. Um, and uh, he mentions that he's babysitting uh, for a friend, and uh, the friend is a business major uh, here at Hillman. And she's like, "Whoa, like in college, like having a baby, uh, like sh- she's like, I don't think I like I'm mature enough to raise another baby in college." Um, Girl, you're not. But also, let's remember that we had a pregnancy scare with Kim. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're not new to this. You are not new to the idea of someone having a baby while in college. Yeah. Girl. And uh, and uh, she's like, but having a baby would center me very well. And uh, I like how Ron was like, Freddie, you can, you barely can take care of yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally. Like, no, it is not going to. Ba- it's going to imbalance you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that baby is gonna turn your world upside down. You're not gonna know which way is up. Yeah. That's why I remain the favorite auntie. Mm. So um uh at this point, um uh what am I trying to say here? So uh because of the baby, uh Dwayne was like, Well, I guess you're gonna miss the welcome party for a heavy D. Uh and Ron was like, Oh man, like I can't he can't go because he has the baby with him. And so mm-hmm. Freddie and Dwayne you know, dip and they go to the, the the party. And so then we go into act two after, I guess they, the usually there would be a commercial break, but you know, we're watching this on HBO mm-hmm. Max. Um, right. But uh, so Ron is playing with uh, Isaac with a uh, little football. Um, and um, we find out that Ron has been buying toys for him. I was like, what is this? Like, what is he trying to be? <laughs> Okay, like I was just like, so you just putting in your stepdaddy application, like, <laughs> or is this your ploy to to get her to like try to talk to her baby daddy to see if they could work something out? Like, what is the motive here, Ronald? Yeah, what are we doing here, Ronald? 
Yeah. And like apparently there's like no room in the playpen because there's so much toys. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And then I'm like, where are you getting this money from? I know. Because what job are you working? I know. <laughs> like, how, how does this work? I don't understand. Especially yeah. since from what I know, or at least what I've been told, what I see on TV, this is a generation that got dropped off at college and parents said, see you later. Yeah. Or you, you went away to school by yourself on the bus, train, whatever. And then you wrote a letter home to say you made it or you you had, had a calling card and mm-hmm. used the payphone and said, hey, I'm here. See you yeah. Christmas. Like, what, what, what's happening here? Like, I, I, and this is a generation of people who you weren't really getting money like that from your family every so often. Like, and if you were, it would be like twenty dollars. Like mm-hmm. you had, you were making that stretch. Like how you? This looks like Christmas in this apartment room. Yeah, and I'm sure that if you were getting money in vast amounts like that, it wasn't for you to be frivolously spending it on toys for somebody else's baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, you got to chill out, Ron. <laughs> Yeah, and well, so then Ron asks Elizabeth if uh, she wants to go see Heavy D on Saturday night. And at first she was like, well, I would need a babysitter to watch Isaac. And so he was like, if I can find a responsible babysitter, will you come to the concert? And she's like, yes. And so he's like, now I'm off to find a responsible babysitter. And uh, we are now in the hall of... um, uh, we're at the hall uh, where the uh, concert's going to be at. And, um, uh, you know, Heavy D and the boys come in and they do like a whole thing with Dwayne. A whole routine. Yeah. Uh, clearly they're from the same hood. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the committee gets to meet Heavy D and the boys. Um, and Delisa's, you know, welcoming them, saying thank you for doing this for us. And, um, yeah, that's basically what's happening. And then uh, Whitley comes in and says, oh, someone um, is uh, trying to make counterfeit uh, tickets to the show. So Jaleesa's like, oh, I got to deal with this. And so uh, so Jaleesa deals with it. And at this point, Whitley starts talking to Heavy D, not knowing it is Heavy D. And I don't understand how. <laughs> yeah. There's literally nobody else who looks like this man. <laughs> and then, and then the as the conversation progressed, how could you not understand? Yeah, that this conversation was not going in your favor. Yeah, although he did mention that he does like opera, um, and he does like Carmen, but he he does the comparison of rap and opera being basically the same thing. They both tell storytelling, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it was just crazy. I'm like, how do you not know? <laughs> You're ba- you don't you don't like a- him as a performer, but you at least should know who the performer is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she she was killing me. She was killing me for sure. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so he they as I said, so they talk about how they both are similar. They both uh, do story uh, tell story uh, telling, and at the time when Carmen came out. 
people were dissing it, just like how people are at the time at, at the time that uh, this aired, people were dissing about rap, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. they really we they really put down rappers really badly at the time, saying it's not good music. Like we know we know the whole story about rap, right? Right. So right. it's just, so he's basically saying they both have the same thing, and so uh and uh like he mentions that they mentioned that carmen lacked uh cruel and uh or uh, lacked mel- melody so that that was some of the criticism that they got for carmen and willie mm-hmm. says they said that about that like like she's like shocked about that like he knows about this info right and um you know all of a sudden whitley starts like dissing heavy d's rap songs that's like the diddly diddly whatever uh-huh yeah and uh, at this point, this is when Duena is trying to introduce Heavy G to Whitley. And, you know, Heavy G kind of like says, he like, no, nah, uh, don't say no. <laughs> and because um, <laughs> I would have did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see in Dwayne's face, he's like, you know, he's like, smiling. Yeah, OK, yeah, this going to be good. And, and uh, yeah, and uh, and oh, yeah, and then also Willie was like, Oh, don't interrupt our conversation, I'm talking to a fellow opera lover. And Willie asks, Uh, what his name is, and he's like, D. And he, but he was like, But my friends call me heavy, and I, <laughs> I like. <laughs> Jasmine is hilarious. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And uh, Whitley was like, "Wow, children can be so cruel." <laughs> oh my god! Every time she, <laughs> every time she says that, I just crack up because it's like, "Girl, you are not thinking." <laughs> yeah. And then, then I, I have a, a thought like trying to imagine jasmine in the moment as jasmine Mm -hmm. and especially after watching this uh breakfast club oh yeah (laughs) we're gonna talk about that after oh my god just watching her and i'm like how did you keep your composure (laughs) yeah say this lie like i'm already like how are you keeping this together with this voice you're doing but oh my god just with this line Specifically, oh god, my my face hurt now. <laughs> um, and then you can tell you can it takes it like a second in Whitley's mind, being like, oh, heavy D, heavily did right. D, <laughs> and that's what she, she did again. Heavy dilly day, <laughs> boom, diddly 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 D. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and then the moment where her face just dropped yeah her jaws drop her eyes get big like you can see her face falling apart Mm -hmm. and then she's like oh my god like and then i put myself in her shoes Mm -hmm. because i feel like i might have been in that position i don't exactly remember Mm -hmm. but that's an awkward position to be in yeah uh yeah uh <laughs> but it was so well done that that part was very funny like it just yeah <laughs> um chef's kiss Mwah. yes chef's kiss. yes 
So now we're at back at Elizabeth's place and, uh, you know, Ron's there to pick up Elizabeth to go to the F- heavy tea, heavy D concert. I don't know why I'm saying this wrong. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and Elizabeth says that she can't go. Isaac, uh, has a fever and, you know, Ron was like, but we have a babysitter coming. And, you know, Elizabeth was like, yeah, but I'd rather stay in just in case if things get worse. And, uh, you know, Ron is not getting that because, you know, she is a mother, and he's not, <laughs> he's not a father, you know, whatsoever. Um, and, she, right. and uh, you know, he was like, you need a life. And she, she was like, I do have a life. I just have priorities. And my priority right now is not going to the concert with a very sweet guy. It's uh, spending time with my son, make sure he's okay. And right. by the way, that like hit hard for me because I've been told, um, I, I tend to use this word a really a lot, which is not good because the way I'm explaining it is not right. But I tend to use the word busy a lot, right? But busy mm-hmm. really, the definition of busy means uh, meaning that you have certain priorities. And what is priority to you is what is the busyness. Like the like what keeps you busy is the main, your main priority, right? And so when you tell mm-hmm. someone I'm busy, like you're like, I want to hang out with you. I want to go somewhere. Uh, and they're like, uh, well, I'm busy. And they're, that means you're saying to that person, that person's not a priority. You know what I mean? Like you're saying something else is a priority. And so, I, you know, it, mm. so th- this hit, like saying like to her, she's like, I can't go because my child is a priority and that's why I can't go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that is something to, to chew on. Wow. Um, I guess I've never really, you know, it's a lot of words that we use in the English language that we don't, literally look up to define like we just know what they mean or we we pick up on what words mean based off of conversation and based off of how we communicate with others so that just kind of opened my eyes a little bit um I mean the definition isn't wrong like when you have your attention focused on one thing and it's something that is important to you, then yes, that is what what keeps you busy. And it's applicable to this uh, situation because we have a single mom of mm-hmm. a toddler, a yeah. sick toddler at that. Like, and this is not a microwave sickness. This is a fever. Mm-hmm. This isn't a take your medicine, go lay down. This isn't a, um, this isn't a newborn that mm-hmm. we're dealing with or hey just just feed them and change them every you know 30 to an hour this is real life and mm-hmm. you know as ron you know as a you as a student your priority is class yeah not the da- not the date <laughs> yeah not, um, not dating like class mm-hmm. everything else is extracurricular that's why the word exists yeah, and and so Ron was like, "Okay, fine. I'm not going to the concert. I'll stay with you." And Elizabeth was like, "No, you're not going to do that. You you can go." And uh, you know, Elizabeth point, points out that you know you're trying to create an instant family, and Isaac, all he needs is someone that loves and cares for him, and I can do that, and I am that person. And mm-hmm. um, and so they, uh, so Ron was like, "Okay." 
and uh he, he was at first he thought like their friendship would be over but they were like no we're we're still good um mm-hmm. and so uh ron was like okay well i guess i gotta go scalp a uh, scalp my ticket and then he, he later a minute later or not a second later he's like but for charity <laughs> no nah, you're lying we we know what that means yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so we're at the concert and Willie, why is she the one introducing them? <laughs> you know, I thought about that too. And I was like, is this something that was, you know, previously discussed? You know, the meeting before this meeting that we witnessed? Yeah. <laughs> or did you just bogart your way the same way that Dwayne did? Yeah. <laughs> On her doing, I, I don't know. Because, yeah, why? I don't know. Maybe she intended on being the... uh the MC or the introducer, whatever, um, based off of who she was going to have be mm. the performance yeah. for the benefit. But I think she ended up changing her tune after realizing the conversation she was having with Heavy. Yeah. So maybe she bogarted her way in Whitley true in true Whitley fashion. Yeah. And first of all, everyone uh, starts booing her, um, and uh, her uh, and her introduction was very long um, to the point where Dwayne had to stop her and introduce Heavy D himself. Um, <laughs> like that, yeah, was- he like ended up having to cut her off. And I mean, she was so long winded; they're literally screaming to the point where you can hardly hear Whitley. Yeah, and she's all like, "Oh, you're gonna love this one, guys." These people come all the way from New York City to perform concert, and then that's when Dwayne got to be heavy animal. <laughs> like, like, girl, get to the point. They're already yeah. saying we want heavy, we want heavy. They don't even want you there. Mm-hmm. And like, and if they could have, they would have thrown tomatoes. Like, yeah, literally. What's that TikTok? Boo! Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> girl, get off the stage. Go sit down. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they start performing. And the one thing that was a little bothering me here when Heavy D was uh, performing, he literally had the mic upside down like this. Have you noticed that? I, no, I didn't. Yeah, he literally is like holding it like, well, I, no one can see me right now, but like upside down. Like, so usually a mic is like the, uh, below you, but instead it was like above oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part, yeah. You meant the positioning of the mic. Yeah. 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 I, I did notice that. And I think that was actually a common thing amongst a lot of 80s and 90s performers um, because there are plenty of pictures that you can Google from um, concerts back in the day where they'll hold the mic like that. Um, Or like, I think some people, they'll hold it like between two fingers, almost kind of like the same way that they hold a cigarette. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if that's like a, a hand comfortability thing or... If they were just trying to look cool, seem cool, yeah. I don't know. But I do have experience with holding microphones, and sometimes your palms can get a little sweaty mm-hmm. trying to hold the mic. Um, and sometimes uh, having a a tight grip on the mic will cause your your hands to sweat because it's like the outside of a microphone essentially is hard plastic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and even with metal. Like metal warms up. Yeah. And yeah, so I get it. Um, 
honestly, if I could, if I could ever in my life have like a hands-free mic, please <laughs> give give it to me because <laughs> all that holding and stuff. Like I like, I like to be hands-free, mm-hmm. especially if I'm performing and I'm yeah. dancing at the same time. Oh God, I don't even know how they were able to hold it together. Like how how are you not breaking the mic, tossing it somewhere? Mm-hmm. It it falling out of your hand. Like, how are you not ruining this this merchandise? Yeah. Um. And so yeah. So they're performing, and at the and then by the end of the 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 song, um, Dwayne comes up and starts rapping. Also, like he does, and I was like, this sounds horrible. to <laughs> no, the <laughs> He was very very excited. It, it's like it was giving my first concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but and, it also yeah. remind it kind of reminded me of um so last year Chance the Rapper came out with a movie and uh I I used to work with him in high school and so I was just it was me and one of my friends when I tell you we were in the movie theater singing his songs really really loud not really caring that other people were in the room like that that's kind of what it reminded me of with mm-hmm. that the the vibes were just all there and just to see that big grin on i'm not gonna call him Dwayne to see the grin on kadeem's face mm-hmm. like I, I feel like you saw kadeem in that moment yeah he stepped out of out of Dwayne and was himself mm-hmm. and i mean who who wouldn't be yeah well you were mentioned we'll get to it at the end after this but Kadeem mentions like he is a big like rap fan. So you can tell, I think, in this moment, it, it is himself. Um, he's like, this yeah. is his his proud moment, basically. Um, and uh yeah, and at this point, the rest of the crew comes on to stage, Ron, Kim, uh, Whitley. Like, I was uh-huh. like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, and did you see the dance that Ron was doing? Oh, wait, what was he doing? What like I, I don't know the name of the day, but he was doing something that was kind of like a a quick shuffle front middle back thing. I don't know, but like the look that he was oh. giving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you see, girl, looking a fool. Oh, um, Whitley was doing like some type of Running Man thing. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, Oh, I just take yeah the like the cabbage uh, cabbage patch kind of is that what that well what I don't know what is, what is it called the and then at least oh Kim yeah that's the cabbage patch and then yeah. Kim was normal <laughs> with her dance yeah like she 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 was just like me with her variable two step mm-hmm. you know you could get a lot done with a two step done different ways yeah I'm just saying yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, and then we end the episode right there. Um, you know, I, I love how a different world brings in these rappers. This is just the beginning because we're going to have way more, uh-huh. but I, I love it because I, this is the growing trend of rap, right? This was the, the beginning of rap. So it's, yeah. it was great that they, uh, uh, brought him on. Um, so, uh, so what, okay. Say that again. What was the song that was, that he sang? Somebody for me. Somebody for me. Okay. And what year did it come out? Oh dang, I didn't get that because um, this episode aired nine nineteen eighty nine. 
Okay, hold on, hold on. We're gonna quickly Google. Ah. Okay, hold on. Oh, but yeah, let's go Google. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Somebody for me. Heavy D. Okay. It came out in 1989. So yeah, the same year that this uh, episode aired, basically. Yeah, it re- it released on his big time album. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so we had, as I said, we had a few, well, not really a few, but we had a special guest, Heidi Dean, the boys as themselves. We had Teresa Randall as Elizabeth James. Uh, She has recently has not done much acting, but back in the day, she did uh, Malcolm X, Space Jams. She was part of the Bad Boys franchise. Oh my God. How did I not recognize her? Yeah. Wow. Because as soon as you said Space Jam, wait, what was the movie you said before then? Malcolm X. Okay. Malcolm X. There is so there's way there's way too many people in Malcolm X for me to remember. So I just but I I you know I want to say for Malcolm X, she might have played his wife, but I was also a baby when Malcolm X came out. Oh Angela Bassett did that. Oh, ooh, I lied. Yeah. <laughs> I'll retract that statement. What is wrong with me, Lord? Uh, okay, well, never mind. I, I, I take that back. Fine. Yeah. I know nothing about Malcolm X. We're going <laughs> to scratch that off the record. Um, uh, Space Jam. She played Michael J- Jackson, Michael Jordan's wife mm-hmm. on Space Jam. And then you said she did what after that? She was part of the Bad Boys franchise, even the recent Bad yes. Boys movie. She's the mother or the yeah, wife. She's Martin Lawrence. Yeah, she's Martin Lawrence's wife. Yeah. So. Oh snap! Yeah, I but didn't she, think about that. but she did stop technically. Technically, stopped acting twenty ten. Of of course, she was in the third Bad Boys movie, which came out in twenty twenty. But that was like uh-huh. the one movie that she's been in in the last ten years. So okay. Yeah, and then we had Ruben. I never, I never get his last name right. Gender, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but whatever. Uh, Ruben plays Ernest, who we see him time and time again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So since you mentioned, uh, so uh, a different world celebrated their 35 year anniversary on September 24th, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, they did a T one special. I did not watch. (laughs) This is so bad of me. I, I, I didn't um, watch it because I don't have cable anymore, but yeah, I have HBO Max. So, yeah, yeah. But they did some interviews, and for me, I I always mention on this podcast the Breakfast Club because I listen to I'm a I, I'm a loyal listener of their of them. Um, and mm. uh, Kadeem and Jasmine came on to the um to the show, and I this is probably in the last I think few weeks the one and only that I wa- listen to the full interview. Cause usually they, they do put some of the interview on their, uh, like their, like the full, the all, you know, the show that like the four hour show that they have, they, they put interviews in between, but they don't, uh, they right. don't show, they don't make you listen to the whole thing because they don't have the time for that. But I did listen right. to, um, the, the full length, uh, interview. Um, and, uh, yeah, Jasmine is so not her character. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> And never was. Um, yeah. So I have a different world season one on DVD. Mm-hmm. And 
with the DVD set, it had four uh four discs for the show, and then there was a fifth one for like uh bonus things. And one of them was kind of like a where are they now special. And she talks about where she got the inspiration for the character Whitley. Yeah, yeah. her teacher. Yeah, Miss Pankert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be able to tell that she was from Atlanta. Um, but, yeah, so she was already, you know, Southern at heart. She just, well, she was already, she already had Southern blood mm-hmm. in her, just not Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. You know, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching uh, the clips of it. I'm not sure if I've seen the whole thing. Probably not. I'll get on yeah. that. But, you know, the Hillman Files also, she doesn't miss every time. <laughs> she, yeah. She nails it every time, and I love her for it. Yeah, and uh, I like how uh, during the interview, Jazza just could not stop sorry or I uh, cursing I guess that's what you say in uh, America but she like in the interview she's just like she said what she had to say she <laughs> called Whitley a b-word and I about died when I heard that <laughs> I was like oh man because <laughs> like I think we typically try to associate the person the, the actor with the role yeah and we kind of expect to see the role when we see the person mm-hmm. and, and then we often get humbled and then we realize that no this is just a character this is not somebody who was real mm-hmm. um because jasmine v- makes it very clear she don't even act like that yeah in real life so yeah and she mentions that like she was okay to say the things she said on the show as as whitley because there are other black actors counting her like there's Kim especially she will she will say the Kim will always say the right thing so there's always a black person there uh-huh. to say the right but Willie was saying if this was a white show she probably would not have felt as comfortable because she would have been the only black person on a white show and you it's basically you have the whole world on you but when you're on an yeah. all-black cast you can say whatever you want to say because there's always someone countering you saying the opposite right so and she was correct about that because even when you think of the different uh moments that Whitley has had with clapbacks or like with conversations that she's had especially amongst like between her and Freddie um her and Jaleesa um even her and Lena uh Mm -hmm. I recently just uh so on HBO Max I'm up to like season five right now (laughs) (laughs) And there's a part where she told uh, Freddie, look, witch, I'm just trying to help you. And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <got feet> deep. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I really appreciate that on this show, they were able to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciate the fact that Debbie Allen made them get every aspect of the work. She wrote into their contracts that they would either they had to write and or direct. Yeah. Or or was it both that they had to write and direct? Uh well, uh I don't I don't think Kadeem ever wrote, but he did direct. Um right. but Jasmine did write it. And there's a lot of she's actually wrote a few episodes. So 
Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they they put it in their contracts that they would get a few episodes to write and direct. Um, and same with Glenn Tr- uh, Truman. Uh, is, that, is that that's how you say his last name? Truman. Truman. Sorry. Yeah, he also directed episodes. So um, I, don't I saw I, his name on something. Yeah. Yeah, I, but they're the only three that got to do that. I don't think anybody else did that. So I don't know what the deal is. I think Jaleesa did one. Oh, she did. I, don't I know. think so. Okay. Um, and I think there was uh, Cree did one. Well, I I can't Creed. wait to see those episodes that we yeah, Cree Cree either wrote or directed one. Um, Kim may have wrote uh, written one. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not sure. I've not seen that. I think I, I think Ron might have. I've seen I know Jada did one. She did. What? <laughs> I don't know where yeah. I have not I seen think that. Jada, Jada may have done the homie. Don't you know me episode? That's no, that, that, no, that one he was, uh, no, it was Kadeem. Kadeem did that one. Damn, he directed. Duh, Cause he said it. Yeah. <laughs> but I know Jada did one. <laughs> yeah. But even, uh, uh, even Dorian did one. I have not. I gotta, okay. I gotta watch season six. Cause I, I did not see their names. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't recall. I remember Jasmine's. I remember Kadeem's, especially Kadeem a lot, uh, and Glenn. I remember those three very well. I've seen their names many, many times. As of right now, we as we're recapping, we've been saying Debbie Allen's name every episode, but I think it stops once we start season four. I think she she doesn't do every episode. Yeah, that like, sounds about right. And then I think once we get to season six, I don't even think she does any episodes, but we'll see. I Maybe it's like one or two, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I think her name is just in the credits as far as like the, being produce, the chief of... Yeah, the producer, yeah. Right, and then uh, after that, you see you see a lot of uh, Reggie by the, by the wood, uh, G- Gina yeah, by the wood. a lot of the names that we know, yeah. Yeah, the Greg Barenbaum and the Susan Fells Hills and all, yeah, yeah. that. And that, and I think that's when you see Yvette too. Yeah, well, she's already writing in this episode, so yeah. Yeah, see, so like it, you see, you start to see a lot of other people, and Bill Cosby. Uh, you see, his, of course, you see his name somewhere in the credits, but I think he started being more instrumental at some point too, especially like when it came to the different celebrity uh, guests that came so. through. I don't think so because uh, I think uh, during the interview, Jasmine and Kadeem they mentioned he was never around because <laughs> they were in New York. Well, well, I mean, like you know, not being physically there, but like you know, oh. probably kind of calling in every week and checking in with everybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it made it. That, he, that's they, how they painted him to be. Yeah, they made him sound like he was not involved whatsoever. It just had his name on it. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah. So uh, once Debbie he was also doing um, Cosby during that time too. So yeah, I can see uh, that. Yeah, and uh, based on his documentary, apparently he would spend every weekend doing comedy shows. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so I I really enjoyed the episode or the um, the interview, and um, uh, I I loved how uh, Charlemagne. Uh, Envy and Angela, they gave them their flowers to yes. uh, they literally physically gave them flowers and and they started making them drink during the interview. I was like, what is going on? And Jasmine was just like, pass that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like she would interrupt the 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 what the the, the like uh what i did when i was listening because i was listening on my phone and uh sometimes i was uh parts i was listening through my headphones 
when Kajim talks, he's very quiet, like soft spoken, but um uh jazz and she's just like so loud and she's like <laughs> yes what is going so it's hard and I to think he's always been i think he's always kind of been that, that way yeah um because you don't you you never really see Dwayne or Kadeem get loud yeah uh, like especially until Dwayne like gets really upset mm you know and that doesn't happen often we see Dwayne get his feelings hurt um but there are only a few moments where we see that he is enraged mm -hmm. you know but every time he opens his mouth it's always him laughing um sometimes his words get intertwined with his laugh mm -hmm. um I'm I'm surprised that he didn't have like a wired mic on him or something because of how low his voice gets sometimes. Yeah, I kind of wish he was like just closer to the mic or something. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was a it was a really good interview though. I I loved it. Um, I yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, they not... just did something else together too. Yeah, they they went to uh, Wilmington. What was it? Wilmington. Uh, I can't. I can't. In Delaware, I'm trying to say the city. Wilmington. Yeah, <laughs> Wilmington, I, Delaware. Yeah. People were making comments saying, "Like, did they get some donuts? Like, you know." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love us for real. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, because that I that if I would have saw that, I would have lived for it. Mm-hmm. Because hilarious. Yeah. So it was good to see Charnel. Um, because you don't really see her out as much. Now I think though, I think she's still into uh filmmaking. Yes. I think in Houston, so, that was her her area that she wants to focus on. Yeah, so that's why you don't see her. She's always, you know, filming something. Mm -hmm. Um AJ, I know. I think AJ is still doing comedy. Yeah. So she's off and gone. And, you know, Jada is at the red table. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish you could do a, a different world takeover at the red table. That would be lit. Yeah. But, mm, I wonder how we could get that into her hands. Like, how <laughs> we could directly say, Jada, please pay attention to us. Mm -hmm. Bring the whole gang on the show. Yeah. Let's talk about issues that the show talked about. Mm -hmm. Let's compare them then and now. Let's talk about the LA riots. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about if that would be acceptable now. The the way the behaviors that were expressed then, would it be the same now? They probably would say no because they had more guts back in the 90s. Yeah. But we also have a different set of guts. So, you know, it could also be 50 50. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. But that would be very much interesting. Yeah. Well, it was great uh, talking to you. Uh, do you want to sh shout out your social media and all that? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Damn Girl. You know, everybody. You can follow me on TikTok at Tiny Bigs, two Ys, two Gs. Um, my Twitter is lame right now, but if you want to follow me, it's I love them nineties. Um, I'm still on the the Blam Fam, which is basically like the Black TikTok. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is um, DJ Shea Bay. I'm not really sure. I don't really <laughs> post there often, but like people like my stuff on there. So, you know, small wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm available for booking if you are looking for an event host. And let let me let me break down what I say event host. I do not put together party favors and cute tables and chairs and centerpieces and stuff. No, I make the party live. So I guess I should use the word MC. If you are looking for an MC, someone to um, direct your program in the right direction, I'm your girl. We mm-hmm. can we can party for your birthday. We can laugh at the funeral. Um, we can, you know, I, I, I'm available for anything, Mm -hmm. you know, even, even for the babies, you know, children seem to like me and we can make something shake. So DM me if you're looking to, uh, have someone as an MC for your program, you know, we can talk prices and things of that nature. Amazing. Um, and, uh, I have not posted anything on the Instagram, so I apologies. I just, it's been a crazy summer, so I apologize, uh, my apologies, but if you want to look at old stuff on the Instagram, uh, go on to black TV shows, uh, pod, um, at Instagram. And then, uh, if you have any feedback questions, email at black TV shows, pod at gmail.com, uh, leave a five-star rating review. If you're listening to, uh, Apple podcast and subscribe uh that way you can get the latest episodes when they come because now i'm i'm unable to do it uh at a regular schedule time but uh yeah so uh we will talk to you guys um all on the next one bye bye